intro means we are definitely in October now so this is like one of my most favorite times of year I have always loved all the spooky scary shit that goes on around Halloween but I also have like a respect for it a little uh, double-edged sword I guess you would say because I've had my own real shit paranormal experiences all through my childhood and even into some of my adulthood and um that's what we're gonna jump into today i hope y'all have had a great week i hope october has started off awesome for you and you enjoyed the last podcast it was awesome having a wife over i had a fun little talk about the halloween costumes all that stuff and Uh, Even though it wasn't quite exactly what I had planned, I still think uh, it was a good listen and, you know, there's some good knowledge in there and some good laughs, all that stuff. Um, We are going to just jump into the story and some of y'all are going to think I'm either full of shit or you're going to think I'm making up a story for the podcast or maybe you might even think I'm crazy, but I am Letting you know everything you are about to hear is 100% true. And yes, there is always the small possibility that I'm absolutely out of my mind. But this is definitely not a misremembering of childhood, uh, you know, scary things, imagination, all that stuff. Because like I said... These experiences have continued into my adulthood, and we're going to start from the beginning and uh, break in this Halloween season with some real-life ghost stories, some real talk. Um, Yeah, let's quit bullshitting, jump into it. Let me tell you a story. Okay, so... Right around five or six years old, uh, I don't remember my exact age, but, you know, just to give you an idea of how young I was, uh, my mom, she was still with her, um, her, well, you know, ended up being the ex-husband that I told you about in a previous podcast, my stepdad. Um, we lived in a normal house, normal three-bedroom, two-bathroom house. And to be honest, this was probably one of the nicer places we lived in. I think it was probably built in maybe the 70s, maybe early 80s. I don't know. But it wasn't crazy old. It wasn't spooky. There wasn't anything that was odd about it at all. Um, I thought it was a real nice place, and I felt lucky to be there. Um, There was no red flags at all. Um, For some reason... Though, there, you know, when kids go to bed, there's always, 
you know, around the age when kids are uncomfortable going to bed, maybe you saw something on TV, maybe somebody told you a story, an older brother or sister, whatever it is, we have these thoughts in our brain that make sometimes bedtime is scary, the dark is scary, whatever. Um, But this is like a whole nother level because there was no outside influence. We, we grew up, you know, when my mom was married to, to that guy, he was very strong, you know, within the church. He had a strong presence within the church. We were there all the time. Everything was about, you know, praise the Lord, tell stories of Jesus Christ and, you know, our Lord and Savior can make all the bad stuff go away. There's nothing to be afraid of. Um, you know, just life was good. At this point in my life, everything was, you know, Bible school, everything, life was awesome. We're blessed to be on this earth, right? So the idea of, you know, now people have the internet. There's so much stuff that can be preloaded, pre-programmed into your head. And you think that maybe there's a possibility you're seeing something because you had an outside influence. But again, this was not the case. I had no outside influence that would have created uh these experiences that i had okay so backs you know backstory done so we can move on a little bit um every single night and i use the you know i want to say every single night a little bit loosely but it was damn near every single night had to be at least three days a week because i have these memories still haunting my brain to this day and again that's also because I've continued to have experiences up through my adulthood this is not just a childhood thing I'm just sharing with you my very first experiences and I know right now you're like well just get to the story so anyways I hear you I'm letting you know so come bedtime Every single night, what seemed like every single damn night. I was a typical kid who didn't want to be in a dark room. Now, for a while in this house, that was just a normal thing. I didn't want to be in a dark room. It was scary to me, whatever. I was a young kid, five, six years old, like I said. So we didn't have a nightlight or anything like that. And to be honest, my stepdad, he was kind of a strict guy, so he might not even believed in that. I don't know. But so I was sleeping in a pitch black room, but my mom, she would do this thing where, you know, a lot of kids have their mom or dad do, and she would leave my bedroom door with a slight crack in it and the hallway light would be on. So I would see this warm glow of the hallway light coming through that sliver in the door where my door was cracked open to make me feel just a little bit more secure. Seeing that light was one of the things that made me feel comfortable and safe. And maybe that was part of the problem because it became my focus. So when I would be asleep at night, or not asleep at night, when I'd be trying to sleep at night and having trouble and I was scared, I didn't want to focus in my dark room because it was scary to me. So I would focus on the sliver of light coming through the crack in the door. And at this point, I'm feeling safe and comfortable. You know, it's light. 
It's right there in the hallway. Feel safe. I'm telling myself, go to sleep. The light's right there. Go to sleep. You're safe. However, you know, again, just to give you an idea of the household. Again, we're a traditional household. Nine to, you know, dad's working a nine to five job. Mom is a housewife. So, you know, by 10 o'clock at night, the house is dead quiet. Everyone is asleep or trying to sleep, but the house is dead quiet. Everything is off. Um, you can maybe hear a slight hum of the refrigerator in the distance in the kitchen. Uh, that is how quiet it is. So with that being said, you know, everyone's door is closed. My uh, mom and stepdad, their door is closed. It's right across from me. I can hear anything, anything in the house. If they opened the door, you know, got up from bed, I could hear all of that. Now, that's why it would seem so strange when I'm focusing on this sliver of light in the hallway to make myself feel more comfortable and safe again. And then I start to notice one night that I see a shadow blocking the sliver of light in the door. I'm, the first time I'm witnessing this, I'm telling myself, I'm seeing things, something's not right. I keep blinking my eyes, like trying to see maybe I'm not looking at it correctly. Did a, I'm thinking, did a piece of clothing fall to the side of the door? You know, whatever it is, but... You know, there's this instinct. I don't know, you know, what it is in your brain, but when you see something that is human-shaped, you know, you can identify it right away. So my brain, you know, even though it was dark in the room and the light was outside, as soon as this sliver of light was starting to be blocked, it caused my eyes to refocus. Even though the room was dark, I could start to make out shapes because... You know, there's some kind of scientific shit, I'm sure. But once that light started to black out, I could make out more shapes in the darkness. And that is when (laughs) the most, you know, haunting image I had ever seen at my life in that time and still one of the worst till this day. And I had seen what appeared to be approximately a six foot tall shadow figure standing in my room blocking the door entirely at this point now I knew it was in my room because I could see the entire shape of it like I said once that light was blocked out my eyes refocused and I could see this figure standing in my room in front of the door and there was no eyes no features at all just this damn outline this dark black shadow figure and it's sitting there, and even though there's no eyes, I can just feel, I, I know this thing is looking at me. And I'm just in shock. I can't move. I'm sitting there just staring and staring. And I don't know if it was 30 minutes, one hour, if I didn't sleep all night, six hours, however long it was, I was paralyzed until I fell asleep. I would literally stare at it until I fell asleep. It wouldn't move. It would just stand there until I fell asleep. Now again, this was happening every single night it felt like. It had to be at least three, four days a week. I, I got to the point where I have regularly fell asleep just staring at this damn shadow all the time. 
just tears rolling down my eyes because I'm frozen in fear. And I didn't know what to do. I tried to tell my mother, you know, a couple times. And of course it's, you know, it's in your imagination. Uh, don't worry about it, you know, pray, you know, for protection, all this stuff. Um, which, you know, what is a parent supposed to do? You, you, you realistically think that it's your child's imagination. And I can't fault her for that. But I'm telling you right now, as an adult, and again, I've seen these things and worse into my adulthood. So this was not any childhood, it's your imagination shit. This is either I'm experiencing some real ass shit or I'm 100% legit crazy. So again, I'm seeing this every single night for probably months and months and months, maybe close to a year. And as crazy as it is to say, I get to the point where I'm just expect it and I'm starting to, I don't want to say get used to it because it, it was still terrifying, but it was something that I dealt with and I just fell asleep on a regular basis, crying every single night, staring at this thing. But what got me through for a little while was thinking, well, at least it just stays there and it's not moving. Now, maybe I shouldn't have thought that out loud or whatever, put this thought into the universe because what unfortunately had started to happen was one night it starts to walk towards the bed. And this, <laughs> it's just as terrifying as it sounds and just imagine i mean probably there's some adults listening to this right now who that would scare the shit out of now just remember i was only five or six years old and this thing is walking towards my bed so as if that wasn't scary enough then it would sit on the edge of the bed and then just to bring it up another notch i actually would feel the bed push down where it sat i was this thing never touched me. I never heard it speak, anything like that. But again, on a regular basis, it's either standing there or it would walk and sit on the edge of the bed. Now, some people will hear this and think maybe it's a distant relative that had passed that was feeling protective, wanted to sit with me, spend time with me, and I just interpreted it as this scary thing which yeah hell yeah that's a scary ass thing if if it's some type of a relative that is in the spirit realm and doesn't realize I can see them and they're scaring the shit out of me then I guess I can understand you know that being a possibility but as a as a child who was experiencing this it just felt terrifying I felt like I was being stared at and looked at and it didn't feel like love it didn't feel like that at all and again i experienced this later in life so i it just it just didn't feel that way this felt negative now that's where this chapter of the story kind of ended i thought that everything was cool there you know some time more time had passed we moved a couple more houses 
my mom ended up getting divorced and I'm thinking everything again uh, or actually this got to a point where this was kind of a forgotten piece of history for me Um, I had remembered it but it also hadn't happened for a while um, through the years following so I kind of forgot about it put it in the back of my mind until my mom had got into her first house after the divorce and at this point I was probably about nine or ten so you know at least you know four years later probably somewhere around there and I will share one this one more part of the story before I move on to the other stuff on the next podcast and that is Again, I'm about nine, ten years old, and at this point, I had already put that past experience of mine into the back of my head. We're got a you know fresh new house, fresh start, everything seems fine. But my mom is working nights doing janitorial work and you know odd jobs here and there, so we are home alone a lot, and my older sister is left to watch you know, the house and uh, me and my other, my brothers. My sister was probably around 14, so old enough to take care of the house, but not, you know, a real adult. So anyways, there was, again, this point where the house is quiet. We're all, we're actually pretty decent kids about getting to bed early because we have school in the morning. I mean, we were wild in the daytime and stuff like that, but when mom was gone, we actually did go to bed at a, a pretty decent time because we had school in the morning and or at least at this point in my life. But anyways, so I'm a little older at this point and I actually am sleeping with the door closed. And in this house, um in the middle of the night, I don't know how long we had stayed there. It didn't happen right away, maybe a month in. I noticed that I was starting to hear uh, pacing footsteps in the hallway. There's footsteps up and down the hallway, up and down the hallway. And I had listened to it long enough to start realizing there's no way that my sister is just pacing up and down the hallway. And because I had suppress those memories from my early childhood experience all I'm thinking my brain is thinking logically I'm like okay I'm just gonna see what the hell's going on in the hallway I get up you know again I'm about nine ten years old I walk to the door being big boy and brave and all that stuff and I open my bedroom door to the hallway and just like that footsteps stop no one's in the hallway I walk down the hallway into the living room. I'm looking around. My mom's still at work. My sister's door is closed. Nothing else is going on. I get a little confused, start to get scared. Those memories from me being a kid start to pick up. I get that gut feeling that I'm not liking what's going on. And what do I do? I make the same mistake that I had when I was a kid. You would think... I would learn my lesson or I would have connected the dots, but I got scared. I didn't want to literally sleep with my bedroom light on. I went old school, cracked open my door, turned on the hallway light. Again, this is, 
I realize this is sounds dumb. I just heard the footsteps from the hallway. Now as an adult, I'm realizing how dumb this sounds. But at the time, it made sense to me because that's what I was doing as a younger kid. So I crack open my door. I turn the hallway light on, get back in bed, and just like my five or six-year-old self used to do, I'm sitting there and I'm staring at that sliver of light coming through my bedroom door. And for some reason, I'm expecting this to make me feel safe and comfortable. I have no idea why. I was a kid. For some reason, I thought that this would make me feel comfortable, even though this was right where this shit started a few years before. Now, what happens next? I don't know if you would say this is worse or better than my earlier situation. But me looking back, I almost feel like this is worse because this is when I knew whatever it was I was seeing before as a child and now seen at this point as a nine or 10 year old was intelligent and it was interacting with me. Because when I laid in that bed and I was staring at that light by the door and I heard those footsteps start again. Somewhere in my mind, I'm thinking, well, it's just footsteps. I'm still safe. Until I saw that same damn shadow figure come to the crack in the door. I'm thinking, you know, I see it, but it's not in my room this time. I can tell that because again, of the way the, the hallway light is, that this thing is still in the hallway. My heart sank right into my gut when I saw this damn thing tilt its head to look into the crack. It tilted its fucking head to look at me. And it still just stood there. It didn't come in the room. It didn't do any weird walk through the door shit. Didn't say anything, nothing. Again, it's just tilted its head and fucking stared at me. Now... I just sat there and stared at that thing again. And even though I'm trying to be a big boy, tears rolling down my cheeks again, stared at that thing until I fell asleep from exhaustion. Um, now, again, people are going to say, you're crazy or you're full of shit. And I'm telling you right now, I'm definitely not full of shit. I can't 100% rule out that I'm crazy, but the reason I can tell you right now that I am 99% sure I'm not crazy is because even though I experienced this and worse up through my adulthood, uh, I did manage to get this to stop uh, around in my early 30s. And I really want to share more in depth on how I got that to stop. And I'm no expert in the paranormal or anything like that, but I do believe that darkness is attracted to negative energy, which is what ties into this whole episode and this podcast and my background is because definitely people who grow up like we did, the people who are listening to this and grew up in this negative environment, that's hella negative energy. And... If paranormal shit is attracted to negative energy, there's definitely ghosts all over the hoods that I grew up in. And one of the ways that I believe that if you got some shit like this in your life and the church isn't answering it 
and all that stuff is you definitely got to flip your life around because as soon as I started to change my life around and I am just surrounded by positive energy and this is nothing spiritual nothing religious or nothing like that that shit pretty much came to a dead halt and that's the reason now why I'm able to sit in this basement studio that I have in the middle of the night while everybody's sleeping in the dark telling you this story and you know finally uh have no fear that I can tell you all this stuff it gets me shaken up when I tell you about the stuff that happened in the past because those emotions come out from when I was a child but I am 100 percent uh you know surrounded by positivity now in my 40s that I can feel comfortable in any environment to talk about stuff like this. So I am just trying to tell this story of how this stuff started for me so I can help um, other people realize, you know, because a lot of people don't want to talk about this stuff. They feel like they're ashamed or embarrassed, um, feel crazy whatever you know i'm not on medication or anything like that i just got that shit to stop and um yeah so i we will save more of that for another podcast but for this one i mean hey it is that that time of year so i wanted to jump into some real talk and share this story with you that you know is a good scary story but also a true story um not fucking with you so uh anyways um i gotta wrap things up i gotta really learn how to wind down properly out of these stories but um like i said before i'm just trying to talk to y'all like we're in the same room and be really like you know just out there with throwing shit out uh, sideways and not really planning shit you know I'm just trying to throw this podcast out there have some fun with it real talk no editing all that shit keep it raw um, that being said I hope you enjoyed this little talk and I'm going to come back in the next episode we got one more episode before Halloween I'm gonna jump in even deeper if you think this was some scary shit just wait till I kick you up to the next level and you're either gonna not feel comfortable talking to me in person because you are gonna think I'm crazy or you're gonna be intrigued and ask more questions because my life was on the paranormal side was just as crazy as the shit I was going through in my life for real <laughs> so um anyways uh feel free to share your stories um the email uh, broken home survivalist at gmail.com hit me up on instagram twitter everything is in the show notes um, look wherever on your device that you're listening to and all the information is there um, i want to take this opportunity uh, to also let you know about the artist we're going to listen to on the outro little six if you do not know Lil Six, um, definitely give him a follow on, you know, Instagram, Facebook, wherever you can find him, Lil Six. Uh, it is that old sick-made sound, sick-made music, 
brought to the next level for the new generation. Uh, shit that I am listening to um, all the time. Love what he does, and it is a perfect fit for the outro for this podcast. So, again, much love, much respect. Please share, like, subscribe, all that stuff. I hope to get you better episodes soon. We are um, just trying to find the right fit for y'all so I can do this more on a regular basis. I would like to put out more episodes with more content. But in order to do that, we need to bring up those shares, those likes, comments, message, rate everything, all that stuff. All right. Much love again. This is Ty Lu. Later. Dig you out your brain, not one six mate. Get to picking out your brain, some of that sickness shit. Something to take a ride to, something to take a slide to. Hoping up her thighs to that sickness shit. Dig you out your brain. Not one six mate, get to picking at your brain, some of that sick I go creep, cycle thoughts in my head. Hunt the streets till I'm deceased, having talks with the dead. Lost souls craving peace, but chose the needle instead. I'm so sick of this sack shit, but I be needing the bread. So I bleed a bitch, then leave a bitch. Yeah, I said what I said. Dirty deeds turn to demons, I start losing my dreads. Karma creep and go get even, gotta pay off the debt. Leave a bloody body leaving, make him pay with his flesh. When, when he take his last breath, that mean he paid off the rest. Nigga, I left your face attack, that's a sign of respect. You can't take some statements back, I can't forgive or forget. You supposed to get wet, you supposed to get slapped. You supposed to get your shit split from the feet to the neck. Look, all by my lonesome, barely think I'm on some. Truth is, I'm on one. Turn it on, trust none. Truth is, I'm on one. Parent it on, trust none. That's sick, this shit. Something to fake a ride to, something to fake a slide to, something to homicide to. That's sick, this shit. Dig you out your grave, not one six mate. Get to picking at your brain, some of that sick, this shit. Something to think a ride to, something to take a slide to, hoping up her thighs to that sickness shit. Dig you out your grave, not one six mate, get to picking at your brain, some of that sickness shit. <laughs>